This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Have you ever missed something that was right in front of your face? Raise your hand if you ever missed something that was right in front of your face. I, I think men, all men, you should have raised your hands. Uh, men are notorious for this, yes. And uh, if you have kids, they're worse, aren't they not? I uh, can imagine you've, if you have kids, um, and I remember doing this myself, uh, you know, mom, I can't find the blue tennis shoes. And then, of course, your mom says what? They're under the bed right where I left them or you left them last night. And then there's this argument, no, I can't find them, they're not there. Please, mom, help me. And then, of course, mom begrudgingly gets, uh, stops what she's doing and she goes into the bedroom and points to exactly where she said the shoes were. Anybody guilty of that? Yes, yeah, me too. Uh, I, I can think of a story, and I don't know if yeah, Rhea's here. Uh, Rhea, one time, walked in a room and she had a new haircut. And, um, and her husband of many, many years was also in that room and he did not notice, uh, he didn't actually notice Rhea. Uh, he was like talking, and I remember saying, hey, Dave, Rhea's here. And he was like shocked. She was literally like five feet away from, from him. And, uh, and just recently, Joanne, uh, I just said to her, hey, your haircut looks great. And she goes, I had it cut two weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, anybody guilty of that? Uh, sometimes in my house, Robin will put up a picture, and I'll notice it, and I go, when did you put that up? And she goes, about a year ago. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm not being, trying to be funny. It's the truth. And, and so sometimes I'll just literally walk around the house like, what am I missing? What am I missing? Okay, I'm going to show you a video in a second. I'd like for you to watch the video carefully with Pay attention, and if you've seen this video, don't ruin it. Don't be that person. My father-in-law used to be that guy. He's like, oh, they're going to murder the guy here in a second. I'm like, okay, Dad, <laughs> let me just watch the movie. And, and, and constantly just telling me, because he'd already seen it, what was going to happen. And so <laughs> don't be that person, all right? Uh, so let's put a big screen and play it nice and loud. Raise your hand if you saw the gorilla. Raise your hand if you did not. It's about right, it's about 50%. It's an awesome video and there's more and uh, I'm not gonna finish my sermon this morning because it's, it's a longer one and we're just gonna do part A here. By the stories I just told you about the haircut and the kids' blue shoes and this, you should be able to figure out what the point of the message is. In Genesis chapter 28, there's an awesome uh, story that you know very well, uh, Genesis 28, and it's the story of, uh, of Jacob, who's the son of Isaac, the grandson of Abraham, and was fleeing from his brother Esau, who had vowed to kill him. Esau was furious with Jacob because what Jacob had done, had taken his inheritance, and... Um, and that's a whole other serpent in itself. And, uh, and Jacob laid down in this town near Luz and was dreaming and had a vision of a ladder or a stairway between heaven and earth. God's angels were on it 
and ascending and descending. I'll read a little bit. In Genesis chapter 8, 28, verse 10, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran, and then he reached a certain place. He stopped for the night because the sun had set, and taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and the east, the north and the south. He goes on, I am with you and watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. Let me repeat that. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. 17, he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place that this is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. When... I was reading the scripture, it, it made me kind of shudder a little bit. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. Verse 18, early the next morning, Jacob took the stone, and he had placed it under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it, and he called the place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow, saying... If God will be with me and watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat that I'm taking and, and give me food to eat and clothes to wear. Surely I return to the safety of my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all of that you've given me, I will give you a tenth. Jacob saw a ladder. God repeats the promise he made to Abraham and Isaac, and then he tells them that his offsprings are, are going to be blessed, and, and he'll have many families on earth. But when Jacob awakened and he woke up, he believed that God was present, and he realized that somehow God was there prior to this dream, but he missed it. And my challenge for us this morning as we're leading up so we follow kind of a Christian calendar. We're leading up to the day of Pentecost, which is the first week of June in a couple weeks. I want to challenge us as American, Western, left-brained Christians to not to miss it. Now, I hate to say the word it because the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God are not it. But you get what I mean, right? Uh, we don't want to miss it. And I think... Too many of us, and I'm including myself, we miss it even though God is right in front of us. Just like the blue shoes or the gorilla in the video, we don't want to be that person to miss it. He didn't shrug off his dream and say, well, that was a crazy dream, and moved on with his life. He took the stone and he used it to rest his head and poured oil on it and consecrated it to God. 
And so this morning, I want to challenge us as Mosaic Church that please, this morning, don't leave this place without at least acknowledging a couple things that if, if you don't sense God's presence that you missed it and that you're going to ask God to help you not miss it. Now, one of the challenges is that sometimes what we say can be theologically wrong, you know. So sometimes we say, Lord, we invite you here. And Lord, come and visit us uh, as though, you know, God's not here. And if we can just, you know, get the right uh, song to go, uh, then somehow he'll, he'll pop in. And that's not how it is. God is already here. Amen. But sometimes we, you know, sometimes we'll say things like, aren't not really exactly theologically true. One of the things I love about this story is that, uh, and side note, is that it reminds me over and over again, the, the Jacob's Ladder story, is that God comes down the ladder. And, and some of the times I've, when I've shared the gospel, I talk about that, that, you know, that Jesus came down the ladder to meet us as opposed to other religions where you have to climb your way up to the ladder. Think of the Tower of Babel, that somehow you're going to make your way up to the heavens. And that's the wonderful thing about Jesus. So in order for a man to be reconciled with God, Jesus comes down the ladder to meet with us and to live among us and live in us. I'm concerned as a pastor I'm not just Mosaic Church, but in general, in the church in the West, that we live uh, like Christians that have to climb up the ladder to somehow we have to obtain uh, our salvation. And so uh, when we think of where God lives, a home, we tend to think that somehow God lives in a multi-story house. You know, I wanted to play a big, big house with lots and lots of rooms. You know that song? We should play it. Now, we, now we'll wait. I love that song. Actually, I hated it when it came out. I think it's funny now. So, uh, But now you can't help but think about football, right? And <laughs> you can throw football, right? Big, big house. But too many of us think, when we think of that song, uh, I can imagine, because I think, I did see the video originally, and it's like this huge mansion. And if you've ever seen the video, it's like big, it's like a mansion house on a you know, 10 acre lot. And uh, God lives there, and we're going to live there. And uh, theoretically, that's a, a good story. Uh, but sometimes we allow that story that, to seep into our mind and our theology and think that, you know, God lives upstairs, and, and He doesn't. He lives in a one story house like. Most of us. Now, I know I live in a two-story house. And I actually love living in a two-story house. Um, back in the day when my kids were small and their kids were over, you know, they're going crazy. And I would get tired around 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. It's really more like 9 o'clock, 9.30. So. And um, I, what I would do is uh, I would let them play. And Robin was in the middle of all that, and I would go upstairs, and I get to go to sleep and rest. And uh, it, it worked perfectly. So they could be loud, watch the TV, play games and all that while I was upstairs. And too many of us probably think that's how God is. Now, I remember a couple times uh, when maybe my boys were getting uh, too rambunctious, I would get a, a yell, not a scream, a yell up the stairs from my wife like, 
Mario. When she says Mario, I know something serious. And uh, come down right now. And, and, and I don't know if the kids remember, I would just come storming down uh, to put the fear of God in them, you know. The dad's coming down. You don't want dad to come down from his sleep uh, to break up a fight or something like that. One time Robin did that and I was literally, it's, I tend to fight, not flight. And I come running down, ready to fight. I didn't know who it was. And it was a roach. And so, uh, so I, I won that battle as well. So uh, anyway, so too many times, maybe practically, theologically, we believe that God is here. But on a practical matter, we believe God is somewhere else. You know that how many times a day do you actually recognize and know that God is right there with you? And that's a challenge, isn't it? Because we get so occupied in our daily lives of waking up. And, and uh, I showed a video of, uh, on a Mother's Day. Uh, and I think Joanne mentioned it afterwards. It's like that video really resonated with her. Of the routine of getting up, uh, tired, you know, playing with the kids, doing lunch, and their routine of just over and over again. And even in those circumstances, I want to challenge us that God is right there. But sometimes, like the gorilla, we don't see it. We're focused. We're so focused at the task at hand of maybe raising little kids or being at work. Or maybe we focus on that bad boss and, or our bad situation. We focus on the the our checking account, and we, we see the balance or, or the response. We just focus, and, and I'm here to tell you that please, church, recognize that God is here with us. He's not on some a penthouse floor living up on the 15th floor, and every blue moon he'll come down and visit us, you know, or maybe he'll visit us on Sunday morning. It's not like that. Jesus doesn't live in a second or a two-story house or in a penthouse. He's here with us right now. The question I have for you is, do you know it? And that's hard for us Westerners. We just celebrated Mary Ellen's recovery healing in the name of Jesus. And I, if you were here with me when this first happened, maybe is two years ago, something like that. Uh, when I heard the news and when Tyler is sending me a text that it doesn't look good, I remember weeping and thinking that was it. And it, I, I felt convicted. I shared with the church. I said, man, I'm definitely a naturalist. I struggle with supernatural things. When a doctor says, it's not looking good, it's hard for me not to take that at a 100% face value. I struggle, and I still struggle with this. You know, I have a headache the other day, and I remember taking two Advil, which works. But I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind to pray about it first. I'm, I'm an, I live in this, I, I am... Um, if you ever watched the, the wonderful, should have been the Academy Award, Academy Award winner, best movie, Nacho Libre. Uh, Escaletto, the skinny wrestler, tells Nacho that he doesn't believe in God, he believes in science. It's a very funny scene. 
but that's who we are. We struggle with the supernatural, or at least I do. I'm speaking for myself. But how, can, how is it that Jesus is here this morning? Because I know theologically we, we know he's here, but practically we, we live as though he's up in the penthouse. I have some tough questions, and I'm going to ask uh, Joanne to come on up. Did you sense God's presence this morning? Be honest, you don't have to answer me, but be honest to yourself. Yes, or was it more no, you know? And I've been to many a church services that have been awesome, but I didn't, I didn't sense a thing. And, and a lot of times it's because I am what? I got my mind focused on something else. I, in body, I'm here at church, but man, my mind is things I've got to do before the week ends, the weekend ends. Or, you know, you just don't, you don't have that sensation of feeling that God is here. Here's the tough question. Do you know that he's here right now? And if you don't, that's the, the, this is the tougher question. Why don't you know that Jesus is here with us right now? I'm, I'm taking the assumption that you actually care that if he's here or not. Now, I imagine somebody in the audience is like, I don't care, you know, whatever. You're just here. But for those of you who care, fo- call yourselves followers of Jesus, do you know that Jesus is here? And if you don't know he's here, I'm not gonna answer the question today, why don't you know? Why don't you know? That's, and that's not an easy answer to answer. I think it's multifaceted, but I'm asking you to f- process it. Why don't you know that Jesus is here with us right now? I'm not saying you're not a Christian. You know, the disciples, remember after Jesus was resurrected and they were walking with him, they didn't even recognize, they didn't know they were, were with Jesus. In Luke 24, it says, then their eyes were opened and then they recognized him. And then, of course, Jesus moved on and he vanished from their sight. So it's, Jesus is here whether we sense him or not. And if you do sense him, praise the Lord. If you feel like you know in your heart he's here. And if you don't, I would ask myself, I'd go home and ask like, why don't I know that? Or why didn't I sense his presence? How come, you know, remember I did a trick question, you know, uh, years ago at church and I asked you, who is the most influential person in your life right now that is alive? And, and many of you answered. This is like three, four, five years ago. And you remember how many people did not answer Jesus? This is what I'm trying to get at. It's, it's, I know we, on paper we believe this, but in our daily lives, we, we're definitely Westerners. It's hard for us to think of supernatural. We believe in science. 
And I want to encourage you this morning not to not believe in science. But to believe in God who's here. So I'm asking you this morning, will you open your eyes? Open your hearts. And Jesus is here right now. And Isaiah 35, as we close here, says, Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. Let me encourage you. You know, we pray. <laughs> and I know that, man, man, you are just, maybe your mind's just flooded with responsibilities or there's a looming deadline or scenario and um, it's just packed in your mind. It just took enough just energy just to be here this morning. I get that. But let me just tell you something. Uh, meeting with Mario is not gonna change your life. But meeting with Jesus will. He'll give you, he'll give you that joy that we all desperately need. Our, listen, church, this is really important. If we don't get this, if we're just gonna be a naturalist church uh, in general, we're not gonna be here much longer. Just not. We need, we need to be a supernatural church. And uh, not for our sake and not to fill in that section of the church. It's uh, people desperately, like Ibrahim, it's, it's gonna take something supernatural. You can sit down and talk to them about the theology of who God is and the triune God. And, you know, they're, they're gonna, it's gonna be something supernatural. It'll take a dream, most likely. With many Muslims, it's gonna be a dream. So I'm praying that God will loosen the rust in our hearts that maybe struggle with things of supernatural because God wants to use you. He wants to use you, a word of knowledge, of encouragement. And uh, if we're not gonna walk in the supernatural, uh, walking in the natural will only take us so far. We need an encounter with Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this day. Lord, help me. Help me not to miss, I hate to even use this as an example, but the gorilla that's so obvious in my face that I don't see it. Lord, help me not to miss you, Father. Even in circumstances that are tough and challenging, Lord, help me not to miss you. Because we know, Lord, we, that you're there with us. I pray, God, this morning that you would help us. Every eye closed, head bowed, just say, Pastor Mario, I'm with you. I, I need to see God more. Just raise your hand. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Let's go ahead and stand. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like to find out more.